Come on in, get your Bible, get your cup of coffee, the ink pen, let's go into his presence while we can, while we're free. Even though we're living in Babylon, we are free, because this is not our home, we are sojourners. We are passing through. Our home is going to be when we are caught up to meet him in the sky. The kingdom that never ends. We are starting, um, we left off in Daniel, the third chapter. Yeah, Daniel the third chapter. And we're finding out what happens to us in Babylon when we do not bow down to the system. When we do not succumb and worship because that's what Babylon wants us to do. Babylon wants our worship. And that's another one of the keys to understanding Babylon is that it wants our worship, the worship that belongs to God. Babylon is demanding that worship and that we must deny. King Nebuchadnezzar had set a decree and said, when you hear the sound that everyone is to bow down. Not just bow down, but bow down in worship. So that lets you know everything that looks like worship is not true worship. It's not coming from a pure place or a pure heart. So that's why we cannot get stuck in a mindset where we think that we have put a stamp on worship. That it has to look a certain way. It has to present itself in a certain way for it to be worship. God is too big for that. He's too big for that. We must have the spirit of discernment. And it's really not our job to discern other people's worship. We just need to make sure that our worship is pure and that there is nothing standing between us and the Father and we cannot worship two gods. 
It tells us in the New Testament we're either going to serve one or we're going to serve the other. We can't straddle the fence just to get along. So when the line was drawn in the sand, Daniel and his three friends refused to bow down. And it says in verse 3, Then was Nebuchadnezzar, 3 and 3, full of fury. And the form of his visage was changed against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Therefore he spake and commanded that they should heat the furnace one seven times more than it was supposed to be heated. Says his his visage, V-I-S-A-G-E, I'm reading from the New King James Version. His visage changed, his facial expression changed, his feeling toward them change and that's what will happen to you when you pull yourself out from under the control of Babylon and really become awake or as we say in our society woke and I am challenging and redefining the definition of woke because the world has given us their definition of woke their definition of woke is this We don't bow down and worship their gods and idols that we're asleep and that our God is dead and our God is false. That is the big lie. Verse 20, and he commanded the most mighty men that were in his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and cast them into the burning, fiery furnace to cast them, to sling them, to throw them into the fiery furnace he had to get he had to call in the big guns because guess what when you serve a, a big god they got to call in the big guns for you who are they i'm talking about in our time would be the spiritual principalities and powers that are at work in the world and yes when they identify you and they will identify you If you are causing ruckus in their kingdom, and that's what Daniel and his friends were doing. If you're not causing no ruckus in the kingdom, if you're just bowing down, you don't have to worry about the big guns coming after you. You know when they do. And that is not for us to be feared because our God is mighty. He's bigger than all. He's greater than all as we shall see. And he said he threw them into the burning fiery furnace cast them and this is what Babylon will do if we don't bow down the fiery furnace could be a lot of things the fiery furnace could be we get ostracized we get looked over the fiery furnace could be we get censored as my pastor was censored recently on a social media network for sharing scriptures out of the Bible Regarding sexual immorality, that is the furnace. They try to make it hard for you. They try to make you bow down and back up. And it says, then these men were bound in their coats. They threw them in the furnace with everything they had on them. Their hose and their coats, their pants, their hats, and their other garments. And were cast into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. 
Therefore, because the king's commandment was urgent, and the furnace was so hot, the flame of the fire slew those men that took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Hallelujah. The people that try to bring you up and throw you in the fire, they will be burned. That is a word from the Lord in the name of Jesus. Anyone that allows themselves to be a tool of the enemy against you to carry out the commands and the wishes of the principalities and powers that be in this world, spiritual and natural, will be burnt up. They will burn up. They went to throw them in the fire and they got burned up. Therefore, the king's command was urgent and the furnace exceeding hot. The flame of the fire slew those men that took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down, bound into the midst of the burning, burning fiery furnace. So they slew them in, threw them in so that they had to fall down. They didn't bow down. Says they fell down. Then Nebuchadnezzar the king was astonished and rose up in haste and said unto the counselors, Did we not cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? Then answered and said unto the king, They answered and said, Sure we did, true, O king. He answered and said, Lo, I see four men, loose, not even tied up, walking in the midst of the fire, and they have no hurt. And the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. Repeat after me, I will walk in the midst of the fire, and I will have no hurt. I will walk in the midst of fire, anything that the enemy can think of to throw at me, and I will have no hurt, same as no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Now, I'm curious. The three, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, those were Daniel's friends. But Daniel's not in the fire. He didn't get thrown in the fire. It says that he threw those three. His vicious was changed against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And he questioned Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And the people that came and spoke to the rulers about them not bowing down were primarily bringing a claim against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and it was out of jealousy. Then Nebuchadnezzar came near the mouth of the burning furnace and spake and said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, ye servants of the Most High God, come forth and come hither. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came forth of the midst of the fire. They came out of the fire. Can you imagine? And that's what will happen to us, regardless of what fire the enemy 
tries to throw us in. We're going to come out of the fire. Whether we come out physical or we come out on the spiritual end. And the princes, governors, and captains, and kings, counselors being gathered together saw these men. Upon whose bodies the fire had no power. Nor was a hair on their heads singed. Neither were their coats changed. Nor the smell of fire had passed on them. They didn't even smell like fire. You got anybody in the room listening with you or say it to yourself. I am fireproof. God has fireproofed you. By the power of the Holy Spirit. Then Nebuchadnezzar spake and said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who have sent his angel and delivered his servants that trusted in him and have changed the king's word. Hallelujah. And changed the king's word. And changed the king's word. Because the king's word carries weight. But they were under another king. And we we are under another king. A heavenly king. And our king's word carries the most weight. And I'm not putting them on the same level. And equal with our God. Just letting you know. In the spiritual realm. Our king. His word overpowers and supersedes any other word in heaven and in earth. And have changed the king's word and yielded their bodies that they might not serve nor worship any God except their own. And this is what God requires from us also. We cannot just serve God with our minds. We cannot just serve God with our hearts. We cannot just serve God giving him lip service. But we've got to serve God with our bodies. That means our bodies cannot go everywhere. Our bodies cannot wear everything. Our bodies cannot be subjected to everything. We cannot participate in everything with our bodies. Our bodies have to be set aside and holy. It's called consecration. It's called holiness. Our bodies have to be set apart to the Lord. That's why there's some things we just cannot do. Not because necessarily it's against the law in all the cases, but it's about our conviction and our presence, the presence of God upon our lives. And he said they yielded their bodies. That means we have to say, Lord, My body belongs to you. My life belongs to you. The words I speak belong to you. Where I go belongs to you. What I do belongs to you. That doesn't mean that we walk around in a heavenly state all the time where we are no earthly good. But it means that we govern ourselves, whether in business, in church, in school, in the family. We govern ourselves under a certain standard that exemplifies the excellency of the God. That we serve. Therefore, verse 29, I make a decree. Now, think about all the other decrees that Nebuchadnezzar had made. 
God can change the king's decree, that goes back to where we say that God has the final word. God can change the doctor's decree. God can change the king's decree. God can change the court's decree. And make the decree come down in your favor right now in the name of Jesus. The decree, there's a decree coming down in your favor in the name of Jesus. That every people, nation, language which spake anything amiss against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be cut in pieces. And their houses shall be made a dunghill because there is no other God that can deliver like this. Nebuchadnezzar was in fear, I'm sure, of his life. By what he saw amazed and astonished him. The scripture says he was astonished. And he said, not only, you know, don't mess with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Don't mess with their people. Don't mess with their kids. Don't mess with their house. Don't mess with nothing. I don't want a God with this kind of power to be upset with me about nothing. Verse 30. Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. Wow. Wow. I can stand on those promises. What were good for Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego are still good for us today.